This is Paula Bryan Ellen is coming to you live from Inglewood Family Farms. Yes! Epic Give Me 15 Sister with Madison Chase Fitness. Oh my goodness. How are you, my oh. love? I am fantastic. Uh, awesome. You know how I feel about snacks, and I am <laughs> snack queen. <laughs> I am the queen of snacks and because we have been in hibernation that's what we're gonna call it <laughs> oh man have we ever have we ever I was so excited to hear about this story on vegan news mm-hmm. where Dunkin Donuts is launching a 41 flavor Vegan donuts mm. in Belgium. I'm like, ooh. I'm 41. <clears throat> what how many of those 41 are gluten-free? Uh, we're gonna have to call them for you, Paula. <laughs> <laughs> hey, excuse me, Duncan Duncan B in Belgium. Uh yes. can you make some of these gluten-free? We would appreciate you. Thank you very much. My friend Paula said uh, some of those need to be gluten-free. Yes, at least five or ten of them. Come on now. I know, right? That's my challenge, right? Anything that's vegan sweet probably is not gluten-free. Well, that might be a blessing in disguise, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Man, because these... I love their Instagram page too. It's so colorful. Wow. Wow. It, it looks like a Barbie doll's dream. Yes, um, I'm sitting here um, looking at this now. I looked it up online and I see where they're launching all of these amazing flavors. Um, why in, did you say Amsterdam? No, Belgium. Why Belgium. Belgium is, or why Belgium for the launch? I know, isn't that interesting? I'm really curious. And then it says they're going to come across the country starting next month in mid-May. But I wonder why Belgium. Is there just an increased number of vegans and vegetarians in that market? More so that you would find anywhere else? Why is that such a great test market for them? I mean, I don't know, but it makes me want to go to Belgium. But yeah, Yeah. try out the donuts. Uh, But some of these flavors, listen to this. Peanut butter and jelly, strawberry and cream, chocolate chip, cookies, cream filling, chocolate icing, chocolate cookie. I know you can't have that one, Mm -mm. even if you wanted to. Uh, Banana rainbow, banana icing. That looks like the little sprinkle one, but oh, these look so good. They trying to say Krispy Kreme who? What? What? Right. They, <laughs> they right. don't want any Krispy Kreme. Like they're trying to take over that that donut market, especially vegan donuts. Because what's the what did you say, Paul? I said interesting. I'm looking at I see all these flavors. Um, of course nothing says gluten free. And you can do great vegan when um you can use flour. Oh, yeah, because there's so many different kinds of flour. Like, I think my favorite um, vegan cupcake is the red velvet cupcake. Oh, from... my gosh. Yeah. Oh, with chocolate. 
Oh, girl. Not only, so. not only do I fight a gluten allergy, y'all, <laughs> I have, am allergic to chocolate all of a sudden overnight, cannot eat chocolate without coming down with a massive migraine. Um, but we praying about that. We're going to slay that giant. Yeah, we're going to slay that giant. <laughs> but you know what giant. I think it is, too, Paula? It, I think really what you're talking about, too, is the way that it's processed, right? Probably. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm sure, like, that has more to do with it than... I was talking to somebody about coffee. And, oh, yeah, my, my client, Will, and he was like, yeah, I can't drink coffee because I'm allergic to uh, roaches. I was like, what? How does that go together? He was like, <laughs> they're the one that gives it that amazing aroma and smell. <laughs> I'm like, it's the roaches that smell so good. Man, in the <laughs> Paula. He was like, if they're processed, if the coffee beans are processed in a, you know, like in a factory, the likelihood of them potentially coming in contact with roaches he was like there's a certain amount of roach increments or something that he said that the fda allows Ah. right (laughs) processing i was like that is super disgusting yeah no kidding Uh, so he was like yeah i just he was like i cannot drink coffee because my nine times out of ten it's processed like in a big you know processing facility and Mm. it's come in contact with some kind of roach something or roach i don't know if it's pieces of roaches or the roaches (laughs) i don't know what it is are they real are they are they urinating all over my bean is that (laughs) is that what i'm addicted to Uh, is that what's happening to me i jump up every morning out of bed and go i need some roach urine (laughs) (laughs) my super energy drink nope you don't want that energy drink (laughs) man i love it i was like that is so disgusting will but thanks for sharing i'm so glad i don't like coffee like that I'm going to stick to my little dandelion blend well, coffee. Let, let me just put it like this. It has not deterred me from a cup of coffee. He's <laughs> like, it's still not going to do anything for me, Madison. Thank you. I'm not, I'm not deterred one bit. You're like, not deterred one bit. I'm I, like keep... in my mind, when the hot water hits it, it's like, okay. you like, it's okay. The water, the hot water okay. does its trick. It makes it, yeah. That's oh my hysterical. gosh. Yes, yes. Because I, there is something about a cup of coffee that in the morning. the smell for me. It's that. That for oh the smell when I'm waking up and I'm delirious. no I get it I'm, I'm trying to shake too. it off oh my goodness that cup of coffee just goes all oh just and it's so funny I don't even have to drink a whole cup most of the time I don't even drink I'll make an eight ounce cup and I don't even drink the eight ounces but it's something for me about that first maybe two to four ounces. The moment it starts mm. to get warm, I start to lose interest in it. But as long as it's like extremely hot, uh, gosh, it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's like, yes. you, you know, know what, what I, I do now? What I do you do now? In the morning with my coffee and stand in my garden. <laughs> <laughs> you are such a Hallmark commercial right now. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yes, yes. I see why your son is jealous of your garden. I can't wait to come uh, to Cali and see it. 
Oh my God. That's yeah. That's so much fun. That is going to be so much fun. I am going to surprise him. I think I'm going to surprise him and maybe do, um, I know he's traveling later, uh, this summer, but I think I'm going to do like a tomato plant for him. Start one. That it all be nice where he doesn't have to worry about it. She travels a lot. He travels a lot. So they don't have to worry about it, but then they'll be able to walk like right out their back, uh, their back kitchen door um, mm-hmm. and, you know, get a tomato off the vine if they want. So I've been trying wow. to think about a way to surprise him and, and, and set that up. And, and I've got a couple of ideas. Yeah. That sounds really nice. And yeah. it sounds like he would definitely appreciate that. Yeah. It's nice to get gifts that you actually like or appreciate and use. And that something like I love to buy people something that I've heard them say they want. Mm-hmm. Like yep. when I'm thinking about a gift, I always think, what have I ever heard them say they like, they want, or they want to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, because those are the ones that you're right. People just love that and they appreciate it. And yeah, they enjoy it so much more than just a random gift. You are so right, Paula. Kind of like that hat you bought me when, when you saw me wearing this hat every single day. Oh, that was the one I brought you back from Africa, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> If Madison wet his hat one more time. Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I love it. Um, yeah, so the other sweet snacky thing they have on there, which I hadn't heard of, this company called Big Box Vegan. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's a box service. I guess a lot of people are doing that now. Well, they'll send you a box of something. And so all of his boxes have vegan products in it from these big grocery stores. So he found these vegan marshmallows. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Um, I had no idea. No how, earthly does idea. It, what, how do you make um, marshmallows or egg whites? How are you making marshmallows vegan? Oh my goodness. Because uh, there's nothing. I mean, what's the equivalent to something that like? So that's the one thing, right, about this journey, which is interesting, is a lot of things that we substitute for a lot of the plant based things that we substitute for things that we're used to using, like eggs, I've noticed are always so much heavier, right? Yes. Um, so, what does it do you know what the marshmallows are made out of? You have any idea? Yep, so I looked up the ingredients. Um, the first ingredient says glucose fructose syrup, which I don't know that that's vegan, but okay. Glucose fructose, okay. And then the second one is sugar compound coating. So it's sugar, vegetable fat, and the vegetable fat is coconut, palm kernel, palm, sunflower, shea. Huh. Rape, rape seed. I wonder if that meant grape seed. Uh, fat reduced cocoa powder, sorbitol tristerate. Okay, so the most is some type of synthetic product, maybe. Girl, soy lecithin, which I know that that's like actually good for you, uh, and then caramel feeling. Palm oil, sugar, sweetened, condensed skim milk? That's not vegan. So rapeseed is a seed. It's part of the brassica family, which is um, okay. cabbage family, right? Gotcha. Um, okay. And it's 
they cultivate it for its oil. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. This last ingredient is not vegan. What is it? Sweetened condensed skim milk. <laughs> uh, sir, you might want to check your ingredients because uh, that says it oh, is. Oh, you know why? Oh, it's it's hmm. vegan. Uh, and he's saying it's vegan. Sweet. Yeah. I, I wonder did. if the vegan is like the, um, you know, to be organic. Have mm-hmm. you ever studied the organic labels? Oh my one ingredient multiple ingredients so to be organic with a i think it's the green the best label is the black label right if i remember correctly that's a hundred percent like single ingredient all organic okay. but if you have an uh, it's either the black the usda the green, green. Uh-huh. i think the black is the highest and then the oh. green is like only if I remember correctly, only 70% of your ingredients have to be organic to qualify for the green organic label. Wow. The colors of the label make a difference. So you, a lot of people just see the, the, the green and the black and they go, oh, it's organic. Like, no, there's a difference. Mm. So um, all of the ingredients, to get an organic label, all of your ingredients don't have to be organic. A majority of your ingredients have to be organic. Wow. Yeah. So I'm wondering, well, because who checks on whether something is truly vegan or not, right? What's the, is there a, a vegan, vegan state? Right. So right. how do we that's know true. how that's defined? Man. But like that, to me, that's like, you know, you, I think the gist of it, but like, if you're someone who is allergic to dairy, right, that yeah. skin milk could put you over on the, you know what I'm saying? Like that could, I'm looking right now, and there is a coconut, sweetened condensed coconut milk. Okay. So that could be an op, but he doesn't say coconut. He just says what? On he the says skim. Let me go back to this. It said skim milk, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let me go back to the ingredients. So I'm like, that looks like that's, that says skim milk. That don't say coconut skim milk. Uh, let me see. Because I could definitely see coconut, condensed coconut milk being an option for. Um, con- okay. Yeah, I could definitely see that as a good substitute. Yep. Maybe yep. that's what he did. Sweet condensed milk is like drinking sugar. Yep. On sugar on top of sugar. You know, sugar not about sugar. sugar. Yeah. And I could definitely see coconut milk okay. being that. When I was in Thailand last year, we got to go to, was that Thailand? Yeah, we got to go to Thailand last year, right um, right as the world was collapsing. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> That's a good God, way to put it. The borders, right? But um, over there, they have this coffee. I can't remember what they call it, but essentially they take sweetened condensed milk. Oh, and so half you telling of your me about cup, it. Oof. Yeah, half your cup is sweetened condensed milk. Oof. And then the other half is coffee. Ooh. And then you mix it together. So every single morning, they're asking me to please try it. Please try it. Please try it. Please try it. I was like, no, no, no. And then so finally, I said, you know what? I'm going to just try it. And girl, I was like, I don't know how they do that. That, I felt so sweet. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was like, it was like my body was like, (laughs) 
Wow. <laughs> I was hit with a bolt of sugar. That's <laughs> right. I, I can't do this. It was, it was, it was oh so sweet. God. I don't know how they do it. Yeah, it was like syrup. It was like drink because you can't. It's so much of the condensed milk, right? You don't need that much of a condensed milk to have an impact. So when you think about like half the cup is condensed milk and the, uh, the other little bit but is, sugar. is nothing but sugar. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and they were so excited. Comment. And it was so excited, right, that I would try it. Because every morning we ate at the hotel. It was this amazing, amazing, amazing hotel we stayed at. Um, And so every morning we would go over to the restaurant to have breakfast. So every morning we would come in there. Of course, we were the only blacks. Everyone else was um, um, Asian or they were from um, China. China is huge. And so we were there during Chinese New Year. (laughs) As COVID is breaking out. So, mm. Yeah. So it's a huge um, uh, tourist destination for China. And it was Chinese New Year's. We're there. So every morning we would come in there and they would just like, be- I would get my cup of coffee and they would just like beg me to try it every single morning. So I finally, when I finally tried it, then they would all come in and go, oh my God, I heard you tried it. I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's all I'm going to try. And then they this were like, do it. you want more? And I was like, no. no. <laughs> You're like, thank you. But no, thank you. Pretty sure I don't want any more. Um, don't want to be in a diabetic coma. Thank right. you. <laughs> yes. But I will tell you this. If you, um, uh, they have destinations all over the place, but if you're ever in Thailand and you have to try, uh, we were in Phuket, you have to try Rosewood, Rosewood Hotel. Oh my God. We stayed in this villa. Oh, we had our own swimming pool. Listen, y'all, this place was incredible. So that is a shout out for Rosewood. I also stayed with them in Hong Kong, mm. um, which was amazing. The service is amazing. Every time you leave the room, they come in and clean up behind you. They turn your bed down. They bring you fruit. They bring you whatever you want, constantly cleaning up behind you. Um, it was just an amazing experience. So if you are like in Hong Kong, Phuket, they're like a luxury um, bo- uh, uh, boutique hotel brand. Mm-hmm. Um, they're in London. They're, they actually have one right outside of Santa Barbara here in California. Mm. They have one in uh, Montecito too. And I was telling my husband, I want to try to drive up there and stay at that one. But if you Ooh. ever get a chance to stay, it is, it is an investment. So let me just... Okay, let me let, forewarn you. Let me forewarn <laughs> you. You are investing in the Rosewood brand, but yes. you will not be sorry. Well, I know how you like to travel, Paula, so I am here for it. Uh, you have stepped up my traveling uh, requirements. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say that. We won't call it snobbery. <laughs> we'll call I'm it... okay if people call it snobbery with me. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Uh, so speaking of, you know, our ish, I know, I know we haven't really talked about our ish, but I know our ish is your ish is sometimes fish. No, that's funny. Your fish, your ish is your fish. Ha ha. Yeah. Catfish. Catfish in particular. And there's this documentary. We'll have to watch it and maybe we'll talk about it next week. Uh, called Seaspiracy. 
Seaspiracy, okay. Seaspiracy, and it's in, uh, basically inspiring grocery stores to stop stop selling fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, C S E A S E A. Yep. Oh. Uh, it's it exposes the damaging effects of the global fishing industry on the world's oceans. Uh, and I know they were talking about this on a uh, clubhouse. I think there was a a really big room. Uh, I hadn't watched the documentary yet, cause, uh, but there was a, a clubhouse on this documentary, and I think either the director or producer of Seaspiracy was on there. I'm like, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll have to watch that and see if that um, inspires you uh, to not to <laughs> not eat that little fish. <laughs> <laughs> to well, not. We'll see what happens. Not batter him up in some gluten free corn. Did <laughs> <laughs> you say that? Not even some coleslaw. <laughs> pray for me. I'm going to need some prayer with that giant. Okay, we, we're going we're gonna to pray for you on that, that catfish giant. Oh. Hysterical. Even oh. though they're the cockroaches of the sea? No, no. No, okay. I know, right? It's so funny that. Um, it is definitely the bottom, right? They're yeah, the bottom, the bottom the feeder. They're not even in the sea. They're the mm-hmm. bottom of the pond. So they, yeah. got, they got a little bit of that pond uh, um, taste to them when you're yeah. You know, it's like one of those meals that you've had all your life. Like, yep. it, as a child um, growing up, when I would go, uh, we would go visit my grandparents. The church, my aunt was a minister, right? And so every summer when we would go home, the church would have this catfish fry. Mm-hmm. Right? And you know, old school black people, we want some catfish on some white yes. Absolutely. hot sauce, right? And that was the fundraiser for the church. Yep. Fish so fries. Aunt, yep. And my aunt and them would be in the kitchen making some coleslaw and uh, frying up the catfish and and it was always so simple. It was just white bread, catfish, and some coleslaw. Mm-hmm. And so um, that just became like, so for me, it has these memories attached to it that are, that I enjoy it, but also that it um, connects me back to those, those memories, you know, and that was at, at a time my parents were still married. Mm, okay. Mm, isn't that interesting? My parents were still married. That uh, is interesting. I wonder if that's why you uh, have like an affinity for it. I think I feel that way about coffee. Like when I do drink coffee, it always reminds me of like summers at, at my great grandparents' house mm, because yeah. my great grandfather. Like that's what I remember in terms of like you know sensory and memories like it would really be him like drinking coffee like that was and my his dad thing. didn't go to my dad my dad was a believer mm-hmm. but he just didn't you know go to church um he didn't like the structure of it and I think that's where my resistance to structure and I became more mm. focused on relationship my mom was very structured about it okay. you have to go to church you have to do this like you know and and I, I don't know if I ever told you this story, but going to church for me was a bribery. If you didn't go to church on Sunday, you couldn't go out the following Saturday with your girlfriend. So oh, like that was funny. how my mom that got you to go to church. 
And my dad was just different. He was like, he believed in God and he felt like having a relationship God was something with God and with Jesus was something personal. And he didn't feel like you had to go to church every day to partake in that. So that's really where that came from. But what would happen is I remember, I remember how, um, when there were the fish fries, he would want to go to church. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. I yeah, that was it. his connection. He's like, oh, I'm going on Sunday. They got a fish fry. The fish oh, fry is coming up. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, right, and marry my husband, and he has those same experiences, yep. right? So, um, yeah, you know, and it's funny that you brought that up because I've been at this place where I don't enjoy it as much as I do. I think about it, I... I think more about the fish now mm-hmm. in a way, mm-hmm. uh, eating an animal, eating, you know, um, is kind of how I've, I've just kind of lumped all of it together, right? Whether I'm eating fish or whether I would be eating chicken or meat or any of that. Since I've been on my vegan journey, I have fish is the only thing that I really battle with fish or crab, you know, the two things. And then I think maybe once or twice over the last four years, I've tried ribs and every single time I've tried ribs, I've gotten sick. So I don't do that anymore. Um, but the fish, that, that's been um, maybe more of a constant-ish for sure. But, you know, it's maybe once every month, once every six weeks. It's not like we do it that often. But I do think about it more in a way of that I know it's time to exit it out of my diet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, they do have 10 vegan uh fish uh ideas on vegan news uh mm-hmm. for i guess it's kind of in conjunction with the the seaspiracy docu series mm, oh i got to watch that yeah. so that's on Netflix. i'll put that on while i'm sitting here working i can't wait to see that yeah we we'll, we'll have to talk about that next next week but yeah i think that's something we could definitely now, talk I about now i was at this place in vegas uh, Jay and I were traveling and we were coming back over this this was back in September we were coming back from Utah and we stopped over in Vegas I found this vegan place for us and they had on the menu this shrimp salad mm. and Jay ordered it and yeah he ordered he ordered it yeah anyway when he bit into that imitation shrimp, mm-hmm. he spit that out so fast, Madison. <laughs> he said, oh, no. Mm-mm. He said, that texture is all, all the way wrong. wrong. Yeah. He went, uh-uh, I can't. He goes, I can't do that. <laughs> we laughed so hard. I mean, it just, it was like, it went in and it just came flying back. All the like, way oh, out. my God. Like, that was nope. so bad. And I think that's one of the challenges, right, that we have. Isn't it interesting? I was thinking about this yesterday. Isn't it interesting that even though we say, okay, we're on this journey, we're trying to move away from meat products, we still try to replace them with meat-like products. That's, have you ever thought about no, that? that's why. Like, people are like, Madison, do you miss meat? I'm like, no. Like, and cheese, right? Because I know we were talking about, you know, some of the things that we enjoy and, like, what is our ish? Like, what's our struggle? Mm-hmm. And for me, like there are three things growing up that I didn't like, and they all start with CH chicken, 
Because <laughs> I saw my great grandfather wring a chicken's neck and I saw his little neck just a flopping. I was like, oh my oh, God. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, seen that traumatized yeah. me. It does. It does. That is so good. Yeah. And uh, chocolate. I used to not like chocolate. I don't know what mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it might be the very same reason why you possibly are. Like, I feel like. When you're like younger, like your body is really in tune with the things that it needs and doesn't, right? And so mm-hmm. the fact mm-hmm. that I didn't like chocolate so early, like there must be something in it that wasn't like natural, right? Which might be partially why you can't have it because of the way it's being processed, right? In the States. Mm-hmm. And we saw that documentary. What was the documentary that we watched? And they talked about chocolate, they talked about avocados. Oh, the that's, business. Um, oh, um, on Netflix. Rotten. Not with rotten. Yeah, rotten. rotten. Uh, and then the last thing that I didn't like was cheese. Like, I've never been, I was like, wait, it's milk, but then it's milk that's gone bad milk? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it's curdled milk? No, I don't, I, yeah. I don't want it. So, yeah, I never liked, um, cheese and then mushrooms I was like it's a fungus yeah no I'm good Uh, yeah so there were like a lot of things that I was very kind of like logical and I'm so happy my mom was not the mother who was like you gonna eat this because it's good for you you gonna sit at the table I was like I feel like that could create so much apprehension around food yeah and how we relate to our food based on how your parents so I don't have like a negative connotation because my mother never like forced me mm-hmm. to eat stuff I didn't like because it was quote unquote good for me or because I was wasting food from the kids and you know other countries who couldn't eat food like it was never she never did that to me so yeah thank goodness um, yeah my mama did that <laughs> <laughs> she did <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah Oh, well, yeah. the other thing is too powerful. She had her thing. Had oh her my thing. gosh! But you're yes. not struggling with your your food, right? Like you're not somebody that's struggling to, you know, maintain. Uh, no, but you know, as a little kid, like um, you know, when you don't want to, her big thing. Oh my god, was liver. Ooh, it's so good oh for you, god. though. It is good for you, uh, but it's disgusting. And that's it. Yeah, and the smell of it cooking was actually good. She would, I remember she would always fry it up in this big pan with onions and would always smell good. And I would come home and she would smother it in gravy after she fried up. And then I would go, Oh, it's never. And then she'd go, you gonna eat it. (laughs) (laughs) That's never inspiring. (laughs) It's never right. And then she would put it over rice and then you would just try. And this is the thing. I remember how, you know how you chew it and it's just like, it's never going (laughs) to. like gristle it's never gonna it's never gonna break up like you're chewing it for an hour right? same piece of liver and she would be so mad and so i got so wise i would like i got me a napkin i yep. would put the napkin up to my mouth girl i would spit that liver in, in that, that napkin? napkin yeah wipe your oh mouth my god and take out. that napkin and bury it at the bottom of the trash can. <laughs> uh-oh if your mama's listening oh my god now I remember that like it was those things and it made you so you didn't enjoy um, which is weird anyway eating the liver like eating eating any animal when you really think about it is weird but I mean you know um but yeah so those 
those are some of the experiences I had. And I just never, and maybe, I don't know why, but I never was big on meat ever. I struggled with it. I, you know, even when I cooked it, I didn't always eat it and I would just eat or maybe just a tiny piece. But my husband was a huge red meat eater. Oh my goodness. Like their their family. Big meat eaters. Yes. Yes. They were, they were huge. Um, you know, and they don't want a steak, you know, they, they want like a 12 ounce. Wow. (laughs) They, they're like meat eaters. I have a girlfriend like that. And I'm like, I've never, I told her, I go, I've never seen a woman eat meat like that. Like you eat like my husband. (laughs) Well, my mom is the same way. She is really huge meat eater. Like she's gotten better. Like I think in terms of, you know, watching me kind of do certain things like now she you know she uses her liquid aminos she's adding nutritional yeast so she's getting some things from me uh you know those vegan field roast sausage which i know unequivocally give me all kinds of flatulence mm-hmm. uh, so i'm like okay this is not agreeing with me so um, we have a couple more packages, but I'm like, Mm-mm. and I've never been like, I said all that to say, because I don't like fake, I don't like cheese. I definitely mm-hmm. don't like fake cheese. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. But for some people, yeah. that's their struggle, you know, in terms of going vegan, like how do you. The replacements, yeah. right? And I think that's why, you know, we talk about this all the time. That's why we talk about the ish, because I think when you just start saying you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, mm-hmm. you have to just give yourself the grace to say, so what if I do, if that's just something that I need to have time with, yep. um, then there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Because if you, if you just start incorporating one or two um, plant-based meals in your diet um a week starting somewhere is better than not doing anything at all all. I agree yeah totally agree so just happy to know that people just um are more aware and cognizant of what they're doing not just um for the environment which is so important but just your overall health it doesn't matter um you know you don't want to live and be sick, mm-hmm. right? The quality of life. So you've got to invest now. We invest every time we buy a prescription. We invest in our bodies every time we every time we make our payment on our um, health insurance. That's an investment in our body. But the best investment we can make in our body is just to eat right from the beginning. Man, yeah, you said it, Paula. Like that is, I think, if nothing else in this episode, like that is <laughs> probably the most important thing. Like ultimately, your food is your medicine. Like. I post this thing on my Instagram page and it's kind of a joke, but it's kind of not because, you know, that saying you are what you eat. So Mm -hmm. if you are what you eat, the quote basically goes on to say, do you really want to be uh, fast? (laughs) Do you want to be easy? Do you want to be fake? Do you want to be cheap? And genetically mm-hmm. modified. Do you want to be those things too? If we really are what we eat. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, so wow. it's a great, great little quote that I love to post on my 
IG will have to post it on our living veganish because that really is the question you should be asking yourself. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That is good. I like that. Mm-hmm. All right, my love. Well, this was great to catch up with you. Yes. Thanks, Paula. Yes. Yes. So we will catch up next week. Next week. Sounds good. All right. Talk to you okay, later. Bye bye. Bye bye. And I'm your girl, Madison Chase. I'm Paula Bryan Ellis. Thanks for watching Living, Living. Veganish.